Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Val. This is Isabella. And this is Siraj. Our show is all about intern pursuit updates. Yes, tonight is a special night. You know, I know that we don't often take time where we just get to talk about things that are about us, so we're going to do that. And I think I went off script, so <laughs> we'll be going back. <laughs> Coming up in this episode of the Intern Whisperer Live, we will have the Intern Whisperer updates, Intern Pursuit updates, great movies and leaders, and the coolest innovation in business industries. So how can people find us? They can find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and on Instagram, and also on our YouTube channel. Under Pivot Business Consulting, you can find us under Intern Pursuit, and you can also check out our game, Intern Pursuit Game. Lastly, Try and dial in to us on mixlr.com forward slash Valencia College Radio. Follow the radio station and then follow Intern Pursuit. We want to see our numbers grow. Grow, people. Uh, don't you want us to be happy? Yeah, <laughs> we do. And, and we're going to be watching our board here because we're live Facebook and we want to see <laughs> who's tuning in. I'm waiting and for you, Diana, Aunt Darlene. Yeah. <laughs> and Aunt Cynthia. Right. And what's your brother's name? Jimmy, but my mo- I talked to my mom, but I was actually my mom going through his account. So oh. I'm like, that's what she doesn't have a Facebook. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Social so media is not her thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, but she's hacked your brother's stuff. Uh, she's fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> what about your brother? He's I fine with it. Everybody's <laughs> fine with it. Oh. Yeah. We're a happy family. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. And there's nothing on that Facebook page that somebody can't see, which is really good. But, of course, before we start the show, we want to talk about our first sponsor, Florida Patient Association. Florida Patient Association, whose mission is to bring support and services to patients in the state of Florida. If you have not received the help and support you need from an injury in the healthcare industry, contact Florida Patients Association for your guidance on your rights. Thank you, Florida Patient Association, Association for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live. Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Spotlight. So, tonight you guys get to interview me. And I gave you some talking points here so you can ask me questions. And this has been a momentous week for Intern Pursuit. In the past two weeks, all kinds of cool things have been happening. And while we've talked a little bit about it on the show, we haven't really talked about it. And so now I can start sharing all that knowledge. So what do you guys want to know? I think a good place to start uh the Epstein Web Summit. Uh, I don't think we've really talked touched much on it on the show, at least. No, uh, this one's really big. This is super. It's gonna exciting. be a lot of fun. It will be. It's in Lisbon, Portugal. It's in November, November fifth through the eighth. And I don't still. I think the time difference is six hours. But this is magnanimous. It is um, a web summit that is focused on tech. The website is websummit.com. <coughs> I encourage people to go and check it out because there's over 70,000 people attending this. And when I w- saw this, there was a place where startups could apply. And you apply. You don't automatically get to go to the show. So a startup startup applies. They only accept, I was told, they only accept 10% of the people that apply, the companies that apply. So I feel really honored. I applied. I had an interview. The application was there. Um, they take it back into a, a, a team meeting, and then they decide based on what it is that the product is and if they feel like it's going to be of benefit on the, on the floor. 
So this is something that apparently is ongoing in Lisbon, Portugal. I was looking at the history of the Web Summit, and it's got a really good history, really good traction underneath it. Seventy. F- I, I'm just in. I'm just so impressed. So they're going to be building a custom booth for Intern Pursuit, and it'll be on the floor. And 70,000 people potentially could be walking past, and I could have the opportunity to meet with them. But I also get to pitch to investors, and then I will also get to have my own mentor now that um, we're signed up and we're official. So it, it happened yesterday, and I'm just really excited. Yeah, massive congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you. thank you. And also, um, we are planning on trying to do the radio show. Yes. Live yeah. from Lisbon. Well, shared from Lisbon, I should say. Oh, yeah, live from Lisbon. That'll be fun. Yeah, live from here. We're actually all going. That's a twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> vicariously. We'll yeah. be going right. that way vicariously. We're yeah. there in spirit <laughs> yeah. with you. So the other thing that I wanted to um, – let's let's talk about some of those people. I think oh, you guys sure. have the page pulled up, we right? We do. We're looking at them right now. I yeah. Mean, the presenters are amazing. So why don't we share our to our listeners who some of these uh, – Presenters are, oh, look at this. You mm, can yeah. put this up here. This is Make cool. Make it a little more convenient for you. <laughs> so okay, does this get recorded this way too? Oh, they no. Do not see it. They can't see it. Oh, um, that's a bummer. That's, yeah. You know what? We will fix that for next show. I can figure yeah. that out next show. So okay. So in the meantime, we need to be able to share with them. Yes. So, I mean, just off the top, some of the biggest one, the founder of Flitter, Evan Williams, um, European commissioner. Is that what they say? Commissioner. The European commissioner. And you know what? I just got certified. Today I'm officially certified with the estimate tool. That's a personality assessment tool. And the people that um, are certifying me are in Denmark, and they said, you don't know how big this person is. (laughs) She is uh, a really big deal in their country. I want to – this is me equating it, not her. But to me, she's as big as, like, a president. That's – she's that famous over there. And, I mean, we were talking about uh, some of the ones that we're – Samsung, yeah, Samsung, Reddit, eBay, uh, Nestle's. If you scroll down the page, I mean, all of these people that are up here and the companies they're representing are are massive. Tommy Hilfiger, Glamour. These are some really, and this is just fifty of them. There's just tons more that are coming. Yeah, I didn't even know the founder of Twitch. That would be amazing for me to see. Mm -hmm. Google. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crescio <laughs> Google, right? Or Crescio yeah. Google. Yeah. Yeah, some amazing people will be there. And you can believe Isabella's going to try to talk about each and every one of them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know that's true. And so one of the things that in my customer discovery process of identifying how to differentiate intern pursuit products or software from competitors is um, something that I've noticed is that this being in compliance, having a compliant intern program is really important overseas. I think more important than it may be even here in the U.S. So I hope, I hope I don't find that to be true because actually when I talk to employers, they seem very, very supportive. But I have seen it shift um, sometimes in age demographic, which mm. is kind of interesting. Are they going older? N- it's funny, but if they're in their 30s and 40s, they're very um, they embrace it. Sometimes older, I think it's because they're leaving that field. Maybe it doesn't matters much or they remember what it was like for them to be an intern and they don't mm-hmm. think that compliance is a big deal but there's like crazy lawsuits out there mm. you know and we mm. hear about it on a big scale where people will do a class action suit and sue because i didn't get out of the experience what i wanted in an unpaid internship 
And that's what um, the program is there to stop, is to make sure that it helps the employer stay in compliance and the work that the student is doing is really work that goes on their resume. Yeah. But anyway, it's interesting to me that compliance is embraced in Europe. And I'm wondering if that wasn't maybe one of the reasons why I got in. You can count on the fact that I will go and ask that the people that are uh, part of that team that you know, allowed me to be able to go out, mm-hmm. go over there. I'm going to be asking them that. You should. You should also just ask anything you can learn. Right? Actually, we should we should start looking at some of these people and see if I can connect with them and talk about what their internships were like and do that as a segment for the show. Yeah, like a brief oh. interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be amazing. So, like, I could go and do a recording and mm-hmm. then send that to you, or because we're going to have Monday night and Wednesday night, we could do a pre-recorded and a um, a live. And then we could play the pre-recorded as a second, like we could, yeah. Part we could one, do like a two. we could do like a, just an interview type session mm-hmm. for, for that Monday segment. That'd mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah, and uh, just so our listeners know, we're actually brainstorming right here on the spot <laughs> because <laughs> this is so sometimes part of our planning time. So I think that is a really a, a great opportunity to meet phenomenal people, and I hope I come back with um, genuine connections of people that want to. Um, sign up employers that want to sign up but also students abroad that sign up based off this list who is the person you most likely want to talk to or at least listen to or oh my goodness um i think twitter honestly mm. i i really would want to go at it, but if linkedin if somebody from linkedin is there that's the one i'm going to go to mm. okay. i think twitter linkedin and instagram if i can connect with those um individuals that would be who I want to be able to meet. It's got to be hard because there's no way you can see all of these people. No. And and I'm pretty sure they, you know, they go up on the stage, they Mm. do whatever their presentation, their speaking engagement is, and then they're going to be, you know, coming off. So I don't know if they're there for all of the days. I have to make, I just realized, I need to make friends with the media people. Oh, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I need to find some media person that wants to uh, befriend me and help me get access to If you have any media personalities who actually also <coughs> watch our show, yeah. Isabella needs your help. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Because go up to the top of the screen mm-hmm. because it says how many people that are in media will be there. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, so 2,600 journalists. So journalists, I would say that maybe there's a video journalist too. Maybe they're broadcasting. Yeah, vloggers. Not well just print. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's also news channels. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this is just, I'm, I'm super honored and thrilled to be accepted because it came with a huge discount of being able to get in the door. I did have to pay a certain amount to be able to get in there. Um, but it was money well, I think, spent and a really um, great opportunity to, again, 70,000 attendees. I just said, oh, my God, 1,200 speakers, and that's just 50 of them mm-hmm. that are up there. And I was looking at pictures of it. I don't know if you guys have done that yet, but I was, yeah. it is a beautiful country. Oh, my goodness. It is definitely a very state. Yeah. So we need, we really need to sit down and plan out, like, um, as much of this as I can uh, to do the videotaping mm-hmm. uh, through the phone, of course, and then be able to send those clips back to you guys. And just make sure you get those pictures yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will. I'll do lots of pictures, but, yeah. We can make a small, like, compilation type of <coughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would encourage other people to uh, sign up and attend because um, you don't have to be a startup. You can definitely go to this event and it looks like it's going to be something that 
people should really uh, check out if you're in the world of tech and who isn't right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, I don't did you guys have anything else you want to discuss on this? Because I think you've got a plan of action. Yeah, so let's let's stick with Gatorade yeah. here, but let's talk about the University of Florida NBA capstone group that you're working with. Okay, so this was the second exciting thing that happened in the past two weeks. Somehow um, someone got my name uh, out at Disney, and from Disney I was referred to uh, a person that works there also, and she's a student, an MBA student at University of Florida. They were getting ready to do a capstone class, and for our listeners that don't know what a capstone class is, that's the last class that a student will do in their journey, their educational journey. Um, you partner up with some other like-minded students, and you do a case study of a particular business, and that's supposed to be like a real business. Or if it's not, if they're not MBA or you know, business, it will be a culmination of all of what you've learned. So if it's a graphic design student, their por it's portfolio review, and that's the same as their capstone. It's like here's a sampling of everything that they can do. So. This particular group um, I was introduced to, they asked uh, for me to apply, and uh, they sent me, you know, some information. They said, here, you know, we'd like you to answer these questions. Um, we're considering which company we want to work with as part of our capstone class, and they had to go back. The person I was working with, her name is Christine, um, she went back to her classmates, and they had ten choices. And they chose intern pursuit, so that's exciting. <laughs> One of the things that I asked them to help with is to help get the product adopted, either by the college or by the the students on the campus. So how do we get that to happen? I mean, mm. I that's their task. I that's what I'm asking. So well, far, you've already had one meeting with them. We did. We had a preliminary meeting. It was um, this past Sunday, so every Sunday I'm going to be uh, meeting with them. Some of them, two of them, are here in Orlando. One's in Alabama, one's in Jacksonville, one is, I can't remember where the other one is. They all drive into Gainesville to go and meet once a month. However, um, they're going to come, the two that are in Orlando are going to come in and meet with me at Starter Studio. So I'm going to give them a tour. We're going to do nice. the rest of our meetings online through a Google Hangout and um, hopefully make some magic happen here. Um, what was the reason, do you think, that most of the students chose you? to be there. Um, you know, that's a really good question. I was curious if they told you. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, we haven't actually fully discussed that, but mm -hmm. part of what, you know, some of the feedback that came back is they liked their students and they wanted to be able to see, you know, how they could improve that process. Um, they're all in huge corporate positions. They, I mean, cute, not corporate positions, but they're with enterprise type companies and what they do with these businesses, um, are amazing. It's so, for example, Disney. It's Disney Institute that one of the students works there. And if you don't know what Disney Institute is, it's uh, where businesses go to learn how to um, have leadership training, to be able to improve their business model, to have anything that's like change management. And it's an ideation tech center, and it's also a training center. So businesses come in there and learn the Disney the Disney method of marketing and branding and customer service and all types of things. It's an amazing place. So she works out there, and these are not people that are fresh out of school. They've obviously already worked, and they also have um, 
been able to establish themselves in the workplace and they have some positions that are really amazing. And so I was uh, really impressed because when I graduated from college, I, I went straight into teaching. And to me, I'm sitting there going, oh, I work for the public school system. It wasn't quite as cool to be able to say I'm working for, you know, Florida Hospital and I'm in charge of, you know, uh, acquisition of, of talent. That's just very different. So I was impressed with their own credentials. You had a question that you came from. Oh, no, I was just going to you saying how do they, you know, how do they uh – get the student body to you're talking about getting the student body to sign up oh we're gonna have to discuss that oh that's part of what i'm asking them to help solve okay so you guys haven't had any discussion on (coughs) that this will be our first real meeting because the first one we had this past sunday was Mm kind of like a meet and greet they got to know me i got to know them it was 30 minutes long that's Mm -hmm. not much of a a planning time but nonetheless um i do think it's interesting because i think a lot of people are saying to reach people our age you have to be online but I'm starting to feel the opposite way personally, that this I feel the strongest about things that happen physically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like everything that happens online, it's like it's a meeting that occurs, but everything that happens in person are the meetings that matter. Yeah, for sure. I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I think that we as humans were built for relationships, and you can have a relationship that's online, but it's not the same as being in the room and being able to like hug a person mm, or be able to have sure. that same eye-to-eye. I agree. And I think that that's an interesting thing because a lot of people maybe are going, oh, we need to get people to sign up online. And although that may be true, you, you that's the only way to reach really a national or audience of any type that's not local. But it's always those personal interactions yeah, that matter. Yeah, it's the personal interactions that mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. people that are really attracted by it. So I know at UCF some of the things that um, people in marketing have suggested is go out to UCF. They have tabling, tabling days mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And just set up, yeah, Market Wednesdays and go out there on Market Wednesdays. And I said, I can do that, (coughs) but it makes more sense to have the students there because I think that uh, there's a certain element of trust, student to student talking. Mm -hmm. And that's why I usually like to take a student with me to a career fair because then you're talking to your own peers and they can say, well, this is what I've been doing. Definitely. I think coming from another fellow peer does make a big difference when you're saying that it just helps you trust it. Have you tabled before? I have. Yeah, I have as well. And yeah. I think that tabling can actually be very fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do they do tabling in the summer? Could mm, we do yes. that now? Kind of. It's kind like of. A, they do it for like first year, like it's orientation kind of thing. Yeah, I, I know that they do some sort of tabling um, if I've seen it. Is it inside or outside? I, I know it's inside. I know there are inside machines. Yes, I believe at UCF it's I know I might be doing some tabling this summer myself. Yes, So I, I believe agree. it's like with sign-up and stuff. It's in this. Yeah, it's inside there. Yeah. I've inside the student union? I yeah, it's, it's so. in the main ballroom. In the main ballroom of the union. Yeah, the technical okay. ballroom. So. Well, then I need to – okay, your assignment is find out how we can do that so we can get onto the campus and get more student uh, UCF students to sign up for orientation. Which is actually a great – segue to our next topic that mm-hmm. your beta launch is coming up yes it is and so i will want to have at least at least 150 students per school and so they need to be all different disciplines and when you're saying what's what schools when you're saying per okay school. good question mm-hmm. um ucf valencia all the valencias so mm-hmm. you know there's valencia east, east west, west winter yeah. park downtown yep um osceola lake nona and I think uh, then there's also the manufacturing plant. They have a lot of campuses in all different places. Um, Rollins College, yay, go Tars. Um, Seminole State and go go State. 
and we should make sure we know all of their their cheers. Go right? state, go nice, yeah. go hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and full sail. And full sail. Okay, so yeah. anywhere in the greater Orlando area, basically. There's also Barry Law School. There's FAMU Law School. Mm-hmm. It would be mm-hmm. great to go to those schools too. So if I were able to have 150 students signed up by the end of July 1st from every school, and let's say that uh, it's five schools for easy math, five times 150 gentlemen, I know the math, 750. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 750. And if I added in the, the two law schools, you know, that'd be like 1,000. That's and was my that grade. by the end of July 1st or July 31st? July 31st. Okay. What did I say? First. first. You said it's oh. <laughs> well, That's pretty soon. Launch of betas, yeah, yeah, July 1st. Just so our listeners know. Yeah. But the goal is to have them all signed up by July 31st because school starts back in August. Yep. Mm-hmm. And employers are looking to have interns. And that's really where it's in August, people end of July, people are starting to look for their fall internships, same as in August. Um, they go really fast. And so I want to be able to um, – Hopefully get as many students as possible signed up. And where can they find more information about this? Well, they can go to internpursuit.com. And right now the site is set up to take your email address. So please submit your email. We will be sending out weekly updates. And we are also going to be doing some video countdowns pretty soon here where we're counting down the days of the launch. So Susan Sadler is a video production student that has uh, come on board. And she is um, helping to create those animated videos that we're going to be putting out there. It'll be like, you know, countdown, you know, 10 days, five days, mm-hmm. you know, four days, three. Anyway, you guys get the idea. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Check out for that. Um, also on here, it says job descriptions for student influencers. So that's a very good lead in because <laughs> that's actually what I uh, was talking to you guys about. So having... Having students on the campus and student influencers. Oh, yay, there's Victor. Hey, Victor. Victor. Hello, Victor. Thanks for listening. Victor had done an internship with Intern Pursuit. He is a, now he is no longer an intern. He is up for hire, people. (laughs) Um, He specializes in database, and I am really very, he is self-employed. Yeah, so he is a contractor. (laughs) That's what he's saying. Yep. So we are, um, I can highly recommend him, and I've been helping him also to look and see if there's anybody that's hiring database. That's a very special skill, and it takes so much attention to detail to make sure. I don't know if you guys know this term, to normalize the database. Have you heard of this? I feel like I have heard of it, but I I have no idea what it means. (laughs) So it's that attention to detail to make sure that you don't use capital letters, lowercase letters, so you don't make it go um, school with lowercase letters and then school in capital letters. You want to make sure that everything is a standardized. It's a consistency. Yeah. Yeah. So normalized in computer language is making sure that all of that attention to detail is there. He may go ahead and tell us what it is if he so chooses to write in. <laughs> so that would we be love the interaction. Yeah, we really, really do. So if you want to d- give the definition of normalized, that would be awesome, Victor. Anyways, back on topic. Okay, <laughs> so the student influencers and student brand ambassadors, I'm going to be posting those in Handshake um, this evening. 
and a student influencer is somebody that I would like to have on every campus, specifically in our Central Florida, because our beta program will be focusing primarily on employers within Central Florida, but I am wanting to have student influencers and brand ambassadors in key cities throughout the United States. Harvard would be one of them. That's a dream for me. I would love that along with other really great schools, two-year schools, and also the four-year colleges. So these student influencers, are their job is to help get students to sign up for the site and then go back to their career services office at the school and be able to ask the schools to also engage and to sign up. That means signing up means that um, they're setting up a profile. So the advantage to the student is it's free, 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 mm. free. I know that students love that word, too. Oh, That's a great word. Music yeah. to my ears. And then um, I was testing this out. Uh, what do you guys think of this as also value prop added is high touch, high tech. High touch, high hmm. tech. What does that mean to you? I would, I mean, right off the bat, high touch to me means a high interaction. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. And then high tech means... Could mean a lot of different things. I, I, first, I would say multi-platform would be the first thing that comes to my mind when I mm -hmm. hear high tech. But I feel like I'm abnormal in that. I think of like, oh, I can access it anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe that is an assumption. No. Uh, well, yes and no. So high tech in the sense that it is obviously an automated system, mm -hmm. and it is able to um, help the student get matched to an employer. So high tech for matching students to employers, like Match.com, okay. things like that. So after that, on the employer side, um, the employer is going to be able to give assessments to see what a student's skill set is. Uh, on five key factors, there's a personality assessment to make sure that they're finding a match uh, for culture fit. And then the compliance documentation tools, there's a training library in there for the employer. So they're going to have a lot of tools to make it very easy for them to be able to stay in compliance with the Department of Labor's criteria for seven criteria for unpaid internships, but it also works for um, the paid internships. So the employer is able to document the skills the student's learning, and then on the student side, they're actually going to know what they can put on their resume. So I think that would be valuable. So the high-touch part comes from the sense that there's attention to detail with working. Um, the student is working with an employer that can guide them in technical expertise as it relates to their majors, but also in the industry. So there's a couple of things that have to happen for a student. Okay, and one question I do have just for the job descriptions. Yeah. Um, since you were saying like the matches for different um, interns to employers, what would you say would be a good matches or job description for a person who wants to work at Pivot? Oh, for Pivot and for intern pursuit? Mm -hmm. Well, it actually would be in the marketing industry. I'm going to pick that one first and foremost because we are working on our content and marketing can include videos along with um, graphic designers because we will be creating really pretty images to go out in our social feed. However, um, people that want to write and would enjoy the writing process. So creating blogs, being able to create the content around it, working in the PR campaigns, those and the sales side of it. Also realizing that sales is about a relationship. It goes back to what we were saying earlier. So student influencers, their job is to help get students to sign up, to get their profile registered. And, oh, another added benefit, I don't know, I guess it kind of depends on how you see it, is um, 
your your picture isn't going to be seen as a city. An employer doesn't know what you look like, and they're not going to see your name. So the reason for that is to make it so that the uh, you're being selected based on what's in your head. No, I think it's actually yeah. great. It's completely credentialing, so it has nothing to yeah. do with yeah. It shouldn't be about what, what you, you look, look like. like. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or where you're nothing. From. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I think that's it's a, great a value idea, yeah. add <laughs> for another student. Mm-hmm. So there's this place of you know we've got um, human interaction. We've got s- uh, a process that can work more quickly to help you find your intern master. Do we have? We have a no oh, application. <laughs> Normalization. Okay, you want to read that out loud? We got the radio voice for it. Oh, okay. It's far. Yeah, you can't read it on the yeah, screen? I can read it. Yeah, there you go. I, I can read it, but. Still the same thing. <laughs> Where'd it go? Oh, okay. Normalization is the process of organizing data in a database. This includes creating tables and establishing rate relationships between those tables according to rules designed by both protect the data and to make the database more flexible by eliminating redundancy and inconsistent dependency. And he said, you asked. <laughs> and I'm like, I did ask, so thank you, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite the definition. Yeah, it is. So you can see that uh, you know it's very specific, and ag- it's that attention yeah. to every period is in the right place. The caps that are supposed to be capped are, are appropriate. If it's lowercase, everything is there. And it's about sequence. Highly technical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why um, that's why having somebody that can normalize a database is really, really important. So anyway, we have student influencers. So that's one side. The other job posting that's going to be going up there are brand ambassadors. And brand ambassadors are there. Th- they're representing, in this case, Intern Pursuit. And their job is to also speak to the features that are going to be important to an employer and help bring more employers and also academic partners. So there's a little bit of a crossover mm-hmm. when I look at what a brand ambassador and a student influencer will do. Their job is to be able to go back and either, if it's a inf- student or influencer, go into the schools and say, hey, this is a really great product, you know, to the professors, tell your students to have them sign up. And then on the brand ambassador side, they might be students that are more active. They go to meetups and maybe you do cosplay. I don't know. Whatever we were talking about earlier. Um, They would be people that are out in the uh, communities and in the business world more, um, and they want to be able to talk to a different demographic. So they're talking to employers, so it's different. And encouraging employers to sign up also. So employers are the ones that pay for the service, academic partners, and um, students are free. What would you say is the ideal brand ambassador? Ideal brand ambassador is somebody who likes to leverage LinkedIn. Also, I would say that and has understood what the power of um, how to create content that is drawing the audience in. It's real easy to push content out. It's much more challenging to create content that's engaging and takes um, people through that sales funnel process, so to speak. So that would be the ideal one because employers will be looking for that. They'll be on the web. They'll be on LinkedIn. Those are the social channels that we'll really see the most interaction with. What do you think is a skill set that you would gain from becoming a brand ambassador? Oh, my goodness. Well, first, you would have networking as one of your your most key skills, the ability to network, to understand um, customer discovery, and the value prop. I think that would be the value proposition. We should probably define that for our listeners, too. 
Um, that's a really trending word, and it boils down to what are the most important features of a product that would be appealing to them. Uh, for example, if it was gummy worms and you were in the grocery store, you would want your gummy worms to taste a certain way, right? That's going to be if you're somebody that likes sweetener. Um, but think about how gummy worms came out and they started putting more flavors in them than just sweet. Now they begin to taste like cherry. They might taste like strawberry. They might taste like mango. Mango's my favorite. Um, then they're able to eat that. But then you have to think about, well, what about people that are, are diabetic? They're cannons, right? So now you have to have gummy, gummy bears or gummy worms that have um, some type of an artificial sweetener in there so you can expand it out there. So being able to understand what your customer is asking for and what they need, that customer discovery is always ongoing, and then taking that feedback in, that becomes how you bring more value to the customer, and that it, those are the things that they're asking for. So it's supply and demand in the simplest terms of what asking your customer what they want and seeing is this something that we can do. I think that would be my most ideal takeaway for any student because if you can identify those, those, um, those tasks, those hard skills, and what type of thinking, it takes a lot of critical thinking, a lot of problem solving, but really moving at a fast pace, if you can process that quickly, then you're going to do really well. Uh, and switching topics a little bit, you're going to be a speaker at the Florida Association of College and Employers at the State Conference next week, correct? Yes, and it is in Orlando. I'm really, really excited about that. Um, again, application process. So I had applied, and my topic is um, how to design an experiential internship for employers. So I'm not sure how many people are going to be um, at my session, but I know that there's 250 people throughout the state of Florida attending. Um, I want to say about three-quarters of those are coming from colleges. So that's usually career service people um, at every college campus. I saw all of the colleges represented that I mentioned in Central Florida, mm -hmm. but also ones in South Florida and in North Florida, Jacksonville, you know, all of them are there. And this is just a convention for educators specifically, or is this for? It's for employers also. So. Okay. Um, companies that want to get before schools go there. So if they are selling something for schools, so for example, it might be um, sunglasses or any type of promotional materials. Th those would be companies that would go there. Promotional products that students would, um, the schools would buy and then they use them at part of the bringing students on like sunglasses and you know fobs and keychains and just different things like that, hats. Um, that would be a type of a client that would be there, and they're an employer. However, it's not limited to that. It could be software companies. It could be an accounting firm. It could be different types of um, industries that are there because they're wanting to do business with the school in some capacity. So I'm not really sure. This is going to be my first time for going to this conference. Uh, there is a national conference. It's called the National Association of College and Employers. And that one is um, in New Orleans, and it's actually going on right now. So they just barely overlap with each other. If somebody wanted to go to the national one, they could also go to the state one. So I'm not sure if I'm going to see people there. But all of the individuals that I see in career services, I recognize some names on there, and I'm excited about being able to see them. And is this open to the public? For, uh, uh, for you, well, they they would have to pay to register, you know, you got to register to go. Okay, but, but people who do uh, want to go, where could they find out how to do 
Um, yeah, go to Florida Associate. I think it's Florida Ace, but it's Florida Association of College and Employers. If you just Google that, you'll go to the website. You can definitely register um, to be able to attend. And that's individuals and um, employers of all sizes and types. Well, hopefully you enjoy it enough that you go to the national level. Yeah. Oh, that's next year. Huh? That's exciting. Yeah, I do plan on applying for that next year. So, yeah. Do we have to do any ki- type of a commercial right now? We I'm not do sure. Actually, yeah, it is from our great sponsor, Affiliate Manager. Uh, Affiliate Manager offers a complete management service that covers all aspects of developing and optimizing an affiliate program from top to bottom. Not only do we provide expertise, identify high potential opportunities, and execute campaigns to maximize performance, but make it a point to require minimal work from our merchant partners. You can reach them at AffiliateManager.com. Thank you, Affiliate Manager, for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live. So our listeners, we have a, um, a, a very spontaneous topic that we're going <laughs> to talk about. And how we're tying leadership and innovation into this is something that I'm excited about. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, and it also kind of spurs into some normal conversation we have anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a conversation we have like almost every other week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we do kind of talk Yeah, but off air. We don't do yeah. this yeah. on air. Yeah. Before every show. So that being is uh, great movies and who are the main leaders or the leadership discussions that go on in those great movies that we've seen mm-hmm. and not they're not always the best leaders yeah but leadership in general yes yeah <laughs> yeah and that's important to delineate there that we were talking about just leaders and there's you know leaders that we want to follow and leaders that we go oh no yeah <laughs> that's bad <laughs> we should not do that yeah. right so um we were talking about uh our favorite movies and we each had to name three, and I don't think we're each going to be able to go through nine movies oh in yeah, the amount no, no, no. of time that we have <laughs> left, but we can definitely hit one movie each and then talk about leadership. Um, Val, why don't you go first? Sure thing. I put up some of my favorite movie of all time is The Graduate. Um, it's an older movie, so most people have never it's even heard classic. of it. It's classic. It's a classic, though. It, it is a classic movie, that. yeah. Um, and that movie is about uh, – humans and just being human and all the flaws that people have even though they're still fundamentally maybe a good person um and you know uh we were talking about how i don't want to spoil too much of the movie but in that movie his parents the main character's parents truly do want the best for him and are just trying to lead his i don't think you'll give too much of it away i'm not too worried about it i think you can talk about the storyline he just he graduated from college and he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life um and his parents are basically you know, very delusioned about what their son wants. They think mm-hmm. that he's just going to become, you know, a man, marry somebody, and go work in a field. And that's not what he wants. He, he feels like he hasn't experienced any any life. And they are just trying to do what's best for him. But in a way, they end up actually pushing him away from them. And I guess that when it comes down to leadership, if you're trying to – if you're trying to show someone what you think is the right path, it is often better to not tell them what to do. Oh, that's very true. Yeah, but often to, I don't want to say show them what to do, but you can't, the, the whole you can lead a horse to water, but you can't yeah. make it drink. That cliche is true. Mm. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I remember when I, I'm a, I was a very headstrong uh, teenager, and it still it still works on me now. If somebody says, oh, no, you can't do that, and, if, I, and I mean if it's something that's good for me, mm. honestly, 
just like, uh, no, you'll you'll never be successful in this business. I go, oh, get the heck out of my way. Yeah. Yes, I will. So those kind of things work on me. You know, they still do. But as a kid, if somebody has said, no, you can't do that, I'm going to go and do the opposite. And so I totally agree with what it is that you're saying there. Yeah. And I think it's not exclusive to uh, just a young person. I think it's just humans in nature. They don't always want to feel like somebody's telling them what to do. Yeah. You want to feel like you have choice. You want autonomy, really. Right. You know, yeah. you're, you're looking for you're looking to grow and often I feel like people don't grow by being told which, you know, mold they're going to fit well They in. often find it through trial and error. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to make the mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. you and it's really through those mistakes we actually learn something. Yeah. Right? And I feel like as a young person myself, I'm constantly making those mistakes currently. But you've also learned from them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the movie The Graduate, because granted he's he's trying to figure out who he is and, and what it is that he wants out of his life, um, he encounters a few people along the way, and uh, we we won't give much. Of, but I I think Jerron's the only person here that doesn't know this movie. I've I've heard enough about it. Yeah. I just haven't watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, um, but I I am not sure. But I am pretty sure if our listeners, if they've seen The Graduate, uh, hopefully they'll they'll um, say that when they're watching the show later mm-hmm. on Facebook. You know, how many people have seen The Graduate? I know that when we get to your movie, you'll be able to share that, and then when it's my movie too, we'll be able to see which movie we put that. We should put that out as a which poll. movie is the most watched movie out of our uh, out of our three. Out of our three. That's yeah, a great that yeah. Was a good topic. Let's see. Uh, I think you're going to pick. Which yeah, but you don't know which one I'm going to pick because I told true. you the three. That's true. I don't know which one you're yeah. going to pick, but no. And the Graduate is definitely older than my movie. Uh, yeah, too. and I think I think the Graduate will be the least watched movie. Because really interesting. I, oh yeah, I I don't think that it's um, something that most of our listeners will will really know. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, maybe that's going to make them go and watch the movie. You should. Everyone should watch yeah. it. But <laughs> I it is a classic. It. Yeah. yeah, it's a little. Isn't it in black and white? No, it's not black. It's in color. It's not that old. old. It's not that old. <laughs> it is in color. It is in yeah. color. I believe the main character is played by Josh. No, no, it's Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. And Bancroft and Dustin Hoffman. And they're great in that movie. They're fantastic. Yeah. Like, that's the only people I know. I don't know anybody <laughs> else yeah. in the movie, but I know those two characters. Some mature themes people. Are, are just as a warning. There's oh, some yeah, definitely themes. mature yeah. themes. I think all of our movies have mature themes. Yeah. I don't know what yours is yet. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was saving mine for last, but I would agree that there is um, good life lessons. And I think even as we were discussing, like, leadership, um, I think in that movie that there's, I don't think even the one character that we would say is like the question. Yeah, Yeah, a Mm -hmm. poor leader. Um, I think she's just confused. I think so. I think she's just hurt, really. (coughs) Yeah. I think it's a trap that a lot of people can fall into in their life. And it doesn't mean she's a fundamentally bad person. I just think that. A poor choice. A poor choice, yeah. yeah. And. I mean, I think a big part of the movie for me was just, like, the bravery aspect of the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. you, it's literally just about not knowing what's next and just moving forward. I yeah. think that often is something that is a trait that I look for in leaders is being able to take that risk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah I we think we talked enough about the graduate, though. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. How about you, Jerome? And my movie, only because you're speaking of trial and error, mm-hmm. is American Beauty. Okay, and that's one that I sit there <laughs> and go, again, I don't know how many people, I know this movie, I've seen it, I've watched it, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be curious as to how many people, because you two are choosing really serious movies. 
Yeah. These are very heavy movies. I mean, comedies, I like them. I don't think they stick with me as much. Yeah, I think that the heavy movies are the ones so. that have the bigger impact on your life. You know, you remember them. And I feel like American Beauty is just a story of a guy who makes a lot of poor decisions, I feel like, at this point in his life. Mm-hmm. But it's really, I feel like it's... Don't you see? There's a midlife crisis going on <laughs> between <laughs> yeah, both of these characters. Like young, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. We're, we're get, and yet we're so young. Yeah, yeah we're so young. Because <laughs> we don't want to be like these people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's what you're learning. Yeah. <laughs> but I just feel like, at least the main character, the mistakes he makes throughout the film, I feel like, if anything, they were the mistakes he should have made when he was young. Yes. I because understand. I feel like it's just a character who's trying to live his life as a person who should have been living his life like this when he was maybe 20. Mm-hmm. Like, but now he's doing it when he has these commitments, when he has a family, when he has children. So he quits his job. He doesn't really care about the impact that it has on his family. He makes poor decisions romantically-ish. But <laughs> he's like anti-responsibility, really. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like he's the exact opposite of a great leader, but it's kind of the person who you know you don't want to be like, but you see at least where they're coming from in terms mm-hmm. of I want to live my life to the fullest, but – if anything, I want to do that while I'm young, and I don't want to make the same mistakes you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that you can see that in both movies as well, is that it's a whole process of living your life, really. Yeah. yeah. And that is the thing that I think both of those movies have in common. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, more than anything, it's that we all make bad choices. We really do in life. Some of them are monumental, and they impact uh, people in big ways. And then some of them are really small, and we don't think about how we're m- that one little choice. And if we continue to make that choice over maybe a month, it just it, it changed something big in our life. Yeah, kind of butterfly effect right. yeah, outwards exactly. into being a exactly. you know you don't maybe realize what that decision did for you at that moment, but you've lived it. It can be something as simple as like not working out. We'll we'll use that as a everyday example mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. not working out or not bending down to touch your toes. You begin to become more uh, ina- unable to be able to be flexible. You're not able to um, do quite as much. You might experience more back pain. So there's this one one thing that's so small, but it can impact something really big for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think that the thing about these movies is it's just a monumental, colossal yeah. mistake yeah. that you can see happening. Tsunami. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a tsunami. Yeah. If anything, yeah. I just don't want to have a midlife crisis. <laughs> I like to avoid as much as I can or minimize it, yeah. <laughs> if anything. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. I would agree. Okay, so we have to probably wrap this up relatively quickly. So mm. my movie, and I had given you three, I'm going to pick Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, Okay. I don't think the you guys saw I, either of that one coming because yeah. we talked about my other two. And just mm. so our listeners know, one was The Princess Bride and the second one was Men in Black, but Guardians of the Galaxy. I like that movie so very, very much because, again, there's still life lessons. And there's characters that are flawed. And they're trying to figure out, like, how do I say this? What do I do? Mm -hmm. And there were still monumental mistakes that were made. So perhaps the theme in all of these movies is that we do see humanity in all of our characters. Um, They just use humor for it. And the movies that I like the most are things that are appealing to children. And movies that will make me laugh because generally I, I'm, I think I'm way too serious and I like to find um, meaning in, in those movies. And I look for those life lessons, to be honest, in those movies so that it has more relevance, in, but it's more entertaining. So well, I think this all also wraps around to that, you know, if I was going to choose what I would – the leader I would like to become, it's someone who has made the mistakes and learned from them, not someone who has never made a mistake mm-hmm. before in his oh, life. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that I feel like you would lack that insight when you're older. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Those are some really powerful words of wisdom coming out from across the table. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> thank We're you. We're only thank 21. You. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
So I think that um, I will I will speak this over you guys in the sense of I believe words have great power that uh, I don't believe you will have any type of a midlife crisis because you're recognizing that even at this age right now, whereas um, perhaps the other people in those characters uh, that we saw in the movies, they did not have that kind of um, insight into how they want to be, how they want to live their life. So. Yeah. Or maybe we're just having a midlife crisis right now. Anyway. I don't know, but that's but good. It's not a midlife crisis. <laughs> you didn't go and buy the Porsche, right? Yeah, <laughs> <we're> <laughs> Porsche. You're yeah. right. Yeah, so anyway, I think it's probably time that we be wrapping up. So um, I want to give thanks to Valencia College um, and also Q for being our station manager. And then we also have this really wonderful radio studio. And my special shout-out, which we typically do and we have to explain to our guests, is I want to give a thanks to Victor for being on the um, show tonight. Thank you, Victor. Who here? This is awesome. I've never seen you here, so I'm really honored. Thank <laughs> you. I want to thank all of our listeners that are going to be listening to us and watching us later. But I do want to give a special shout-out to um, the people that were with me in the past in the present and those that uh, move into the future and to you guys. You guys always make this really easy because I don't know how to run the board. <laughs> Even though that I know Jerron made me instructions, I still haven't gone and done that. One day. One yeah, day. One day. <laughs> we're going to do that. So next week's guest is Pamela Garcia, and I'm very thankful she's going to be on it. Your turn. Go. Uh, thank you, Isabella, for hosting the show and having us here to do our job and learn. Um, <laughs> and just thank you to friends and family. Yeah. And thank you again, Isabella, for not making it seem like a job and just making it fun. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, nice. Th that is what it is. And yeah. of course, my friends and family as well. I guess, oh, I was just about to say my family couldn't make it, but, but since they're hey. literally hey. right, when, right when I say it, she's there for me all the time. Yeah. But thank you, family. Yeah, very good. All right. So this is Isabella. This is Val. And this is Gerard. And thank you for listening to the Intern Whisperer Live. We'll see you next week. That's right. <laughs>